Hello and welcome. This is not a stick-up. Put your hands down. This is a music quiz. Let me take your quiz full of pointless trivia with added funny business and tough questions about music. Michael Legg and Bethany Black discuss the Uber of Shack Attack, hot chip, hot chocolate, Nickelback, and frankly just abusing that. Hosts the music quiz. The guests are here with us. Please take it serious. In that case it would be nice. If I could make a mention that you have yet to ask a single question. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm your host and quizmaster for the podcast that does the music quizzes what Elton John did for Princess Diana. This week we're emailing Popbitch with what you said about your bandmates as we look at music's greatest rivalries. We're going to separate the Axl Roses from the Tracy Thorns. You better believe that Axl Rose is mentioned about at least 18 times in today's quiz because he was a massive prick to everyone all the time. A man so awful he couldn't even pay heroin addicts to hang out with him. Even right now, we invited him onto the podcast but heard no response. Just rude. Um, we have a veritable Fleetwood Mac of guests this week. So let's meet the teams. Team A's captain is a person who starts a new rivalry every single day. A comedian whose greatest rivalry is himself. It's Michael Legg. Hey. Hello world, you bunch of twats. There you go. <laughs> Let the rivalry begin. And that's how you say hello. You wake up and you say, hello yeah. world, you bunch of twats. I open the windows <laughs> fully and go, morning twats. Yeah. I can imagine you on a, like a children's TV show, like like a like a Snow White figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the birds come to your house and you just scream at them. The worst thing is he lives next door to an old people's home, so it really does. <laughs> yeah. That's why I have to shout loudly. A lot of them can't hear. Bless him. <laughs> yeah. It's really community service at this point, yeah, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm bound to get some of that. Michael, we're talking about music rivalries today and people that we might not get along with in the music industry. Who are the top three people that you hate? And are all three of those people in Foo Fighters? Uh, well, I mean, I think there only is three people left in Foo Fighters. I don't know. I'm <laughs> um, all right, I have I mean, to stress, I wrote that joke way before incidents. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I thought I was going to change well, the joke. Only thought, two of them now, Michael. <laughs> way. Do you know what? The, the way I look at it is, uh, it, Dave Grohl, you know the way he's supposed to be like the nicest man in the world, but we can see through him, right? We can see he's an absolute piece of shit. But he has this image of being the nicest guy, and it must work on some people, because at least two people I know of have gone way out of their way to get out of a band with him. So, you know... <laughs> If they don't want to let nice guy down, there's only one way out. Uh, yeah, no, I hate uh, I hate the Foo Fighters. I hate Foo Fighters fans. I hate Foo Fighters records. I hate the words Foo Fighters. I hate myself for saying Foo Fighters. I hate Foo Fighters. And it's really weird that when you're in your 50s, you still have a band that you despise. I mean, you should grow out of that stuff. But I, I, I put it this way, it takes two, doesn't it? So it's their fault as much as mine. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. so, so, Michael, who has the misfortune of being your teammate this week? Well, Matt, his name's awesome, so he must be fine, right? At the very <laughs> least. Otherwise, big old Suey Sue. It's Johnny Awesome! <laughs> Woohoo! Great to have you here, Johnny. Have you ever been welcomed with a, a lawsuit before? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. Um, I think my worst ever intro was 
when someone introduced me at a corporate and said uh, Johnny Awesome and then said and the buffet is now open and everybody <laughs> left the room oh that's good <laughs> It's that a very good. spinal tap moment, that isn't it? Puppet show and spinal There's tap. There's not there. much you can do with that. <laughs> um, in my experience of doing corporates, that is the ideal salute, the ideal situation <laughs> where they introduce you and then say that something is on so that everybody leaves. So then at least they're not throwing stuff at you. Although, to be fair, it was a buffet, so they would have plenty of ammo if they do take against you, I'm guessing. It was just it was just perfect, really. It was one of those things where even when I tried to incorporate that into my material, they were taking everything I was saying at face value. So, for example, yeah. I could see someone that was going to the buffet and maybe leaving out a cheese sandwich, and I'd say something like, well, I didn't like the cheese sandwiches. And someone else would sort of just chip in with like, well, no, he didn't like cheese. It was like there was no, there was there was no vibe. There's never a vibe at the corporate event. There's never a vibe. There isn't. I, I, I once. No, after you. Oh, go on. After you. Oh, thank you, Michael. I've not been introduced yet, so I shall probably stay for well, silence. Don't, don't, don't say who you are. I've ruined this early. The mystery. I've ruined this early. Yeah, I'll leave some mystery. It's the uh, the the mysterious League of Shadows style comedian no I I got asked to do a corporate for a thing that was I'd been told like the guy who I'd done it for I'd done like quite a lot of really nice corporates for and I thought it was going to be one of those and I turned up and it absolutely wasn't it turned out that uh, it wasn't like one of these big sort of armed forces events that I've done weirdly well at uh, quite a lot but it turned out to be a small uh, memorial gig for somebody who had died a couple of weeks earlier and no one had told me that or that he had uh, that there were going to be children in the audience Aww. and I went out on stage and it was like when you first start out and you're doing those little open mic gigs to like six other comedians and no one else where there's just no connection with the audience and complete silence for it. the biggest response during my set was when I accidentally knocked my glass of water over and it wasn't even that that got the response. It was like two minutes later, a very angry member of staff came and mopped it up behind me. <laughs> and the audience found that hilarious. Oh my God. And it was so, un and it was just like the most awkward thing, just like a complete half hour of absolutely nothing. And I went, I like, as I left, the guy who'd booked me went, I am so sorry. I was like, ah, this happens occasionally. And then the woman who'd booked me for it tried not to pay me. Uh, and my agent had to get involved. Oh, wow. Which was great because my agent, because she said to my agent, "You didn't do very well. So how much do you think it would be fair to do this to pay wow. for this gig?" And my agent said, "Well, normally Beth would be getting paid two to three times as much as she accepted that gig for. So maybe two to three times as much would be the right amount to pay her." And uh, I got paid the amount that we'd agreed within twenty minutes. It was wonderful. <laughs> Keeping that mystery alive, our <laughs> other king, <laughs> team captain, is the only one who we can edit that. <laughs> No, no, it's, it's, it's all good. Uh, uh, well, welcome in, Johnny. Our other team captain is the only one who would do better as a solo project, so we're hoping she doesn't have any beef with us. It's Bethany Black. Hey, hey. Hello. Thank how are you, you doing? <laughs> Thank you. It's so lovely to have like completely proven my introduction wrong seconds before. Um, <laughs> that's so nice. I'm doing very well. No, thank you, Matt. How are you this evening, little Matt Hoss? Oh, I'm, little Matt Hoss is very well, thank you. I appreciate the support. Um, oh. But, Beth, do you have any showbiz oh, rivalries you care to share? Oh, no, not anymore. <laughs> no, they're, they're all dead. I did have a nemesis who I shouldn't really name, um, but we, 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 we didn't get on for a long time, and I, I'd refuse to be in the same building as them. And then somebody managed to trick us so that we were both taking part in the same meeting. And I and and had I known, 
I would have cancelled or not turned up, mm-hmm. but I didn't. And uh, and there they were. And it was great, actually, because during the meeting, I discovered that they were a, a lot more unhappy with their life than I was. And so I'd won by default. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> warmed by the fault. It's definitely the theme of tonight's um, podcast entry. Yeah. Just to um, check, but- sorry to interrupt, Mac, just to check. It's not this, this deep rivalry, Beth. Um, it's not the woman mm-hmm. that dropped the water behind you and got the laugh, is it? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, okay. no, 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 no. No, that's, that was their only foray into showbiz. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> fortunately... Uh, Beth, the, the janitor. Whoever wins, we all lose. Uh, <laughs> So, Beth, who is your guest? Uh, would you join in your team tonight? My guest tonight is an absolutely fantastic comedian and podcast host and uh, you, all sorts of different things, including psychotherapist, ex-psychotherapist, apparently. So uh, we may find out what exactly it is that is wrong with both me and Michael. <laughs> it is the wonderful Taylor Glenn. Hello. Oh, what a lovely intro. Thank you. And Taylor, how are you doing today? I'm very well. I'm not good with rivalries. I'm... I'm too afraid of conflict, so I'm gonna play that card. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to the diss section. Whoa! Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. You and me both as well. Like, I've, uh, <laughs> I tried to avoid confrontation my whole life, so this is like quite like I'm getting quite anxious all the way through this as well. It's like, can't we all just be nice and have a nice time? Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's against my skill set tonight, but. Um, <laughs> But Taylor, it's really, really great to have you here. Oh, and, uh, thank you. Well, you've just met our oasis of wonderful guests, and I hope today isn't a total blur. Let's head to round one, where we will, we will quiz you. I'm with round one, I'm with round, I'm with round one. Let's kick things off with the fight in a Munich beer hall requiring a dental reconstructive surgery. That is round one. Variation on our theme. Here we ask our teams questions about this week's topic. So let's get started. So this is for Team A, which is Michael and Johnny. So the Gallagher brothers are known for their explosive relationship, and they are also known for their incredibly unexciting solo projects. However, in 2009, they played their final ever gig and had a massive row, meaning that they refused to play the headline slot at Rock and Seine in Paris. But at which major festival did Oasis make their final appearance and performance as a band? I don't know. <laughs> Which is the correct answer. I don't know. (laughs) Two points. Yeah, I mean, like you you can't say I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah, can we have the points and just crack on, Matt? Yeah, I mean, you're wasting you're wasting a lot of people's time here, Matt. I tell you this in every podcast we do. (laughs) Every time we do a podcast record, Michael, like you you destroy the idea of what a quiz is and what a podcast is. It's like, why would people listen to this? What a stupid question. (laughs) I think what we'd all like to know, though, I know you shouldn't really ask a question as an answer to a question, but I think what we're all dying to know is what Michael makes of Oasis. I mean, first of all, are you a right. fan of Oasis, Michael? Uh, you're, you're going to be shocked at this answer, Johnny. <laughs> I, I, think, I think they're slightly below par. Uh, and shit. Um, but here's the thing. I thought I was at their last gig, but unfortunately they did more gigs. And this is what a twat I am. I mean, I don't really need to tell you what a twat I am, but here's a, another example of my twatness. I stood in the photographer's pit at the Leeds Festival in 1999, where apparently Oasis were going to be performing for the last time. And I stood there with my back to the band, 
refusing wow. to look at their last game. I think that's what kept oh them going, God. Michael. Yeah, I think you are responsible. I think they said, we are going to show that guy. <laughs> we are going to show that guy. They all got together. It was the first time they had any mm. unity for years. They said, listen, yeah. guys, we're not taking that. <laughs> we're going to carry on. Michael, were you wearing a high-vis jacket by any chance? <laughs> uh, well, I'd, did, did... I like to dress safely. <laughs> this is the thing. They may have mistaken you for security then. I must really add, I'm not sure they noticed that I was giving them the cold shoulder. No, I'll tell you who yeah. was there. Badly drawn boy, he was there. Oh, yeah. Demo. And he was going, why are you not I watching like the band? I went, hate them. Yeah. <laughs> and you were in the photography pit, Michael, so the other guys were probably, yeah. and girls, were probably looking at you thinking, this guy's got no idea about how to take photos of a band. He's not even facing the right way. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad at But I'll tell you what, I did, I did like seeing um, a crowd from, I mean, that big at that angle. That was amazing. So I can see why Oasis like being Oasis. Must be good. Must be good to be popular. I'm, I'm going to say something, yeah. Michael, that might that might uh, score them a few more points with you. I, I saw um, I saw them at a festival once, and Noel stopped a song and asked someone in the front. Um, I think it was a lad if he had face paint on, and the lad said he did, and Noel told him to get out of the festival. Wow! For having his face okay. painted. So I thought that's a bit more up at your street, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on the face paint. But I mean, if it was a clown, I'd go, well, I'll leave it. Because, yeah. you know. <laughs> you never know. That's what he's into. He's just, he's probably just gone straight from work to the gig. It's okay if it's for a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, if it's like a, a flag or something like that, I'll put, yeah, it's probably best they leave. But then again, you know, they're Oasis. So who are they to judge yeah. anyone? Um, I don't know where they did their last gig. Um, like I say, I thought I was going to be there. So I thought it was going to be Leeds Festival 1999. But I know it wasn't because they betrayed me. Also, I accidentally <laughs> went to their after show party. I didn't. I thought I was just. I thought, Are you in Oasis? <laughs> because yeah. like you're all yeah. looking up to the crowd. You were at yeah. the backstage and I'm, and I'm referred like, to as Bonehead. What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I went to... Do, do you know where their after-show party was? I thought I was just having a drink at midnight. Their after-show party was in the hotel bar at a fucking travel lodge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were they there? Roll. I love that. Were they actually yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, they were all there, and like Justin Frischman and um, and probably some other people. I don't know. Um, oh, and wow. uh, yeah, and then it, like uh, that week, I think the Tuesday, whatever it was, uh, that week's NME was going. Uh, oh, the scenes at the Oasis after show party. Like, <laughs> no, it did was they, a hotel uh... lobby, and it was just the bar. But no, did, they were did going, they rec- incredible scenes. Did they recognise you as you tried to leave? Only for oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were walking out. They went, "Hey, were you were uh, you were our gig earlier? What did you think?" It's a man with the I back. Thought, yeah, I thought their last gig was that massive gig they did at Nebworth, but that must be miles out, right? Yeah, I, I, I always thought that was their last gig. Yeah. I thought they did that gigantic gig and then fell out. Is that not right? No. Okay, I think I'm... they did, and I think they got back together again. Well, Sorry, put, I'm, I'm joining in. I'm helping you. No, no we'll put it no, yeah, 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 yeah. Have that as your final no, answer. Sure. We have to come up with an answer. So I'm going to say Monsters to Rock Festival 1987, Donington. 
And here's the thing. It's stupid of me to say no, that because obviously I was there, so I know who was on the bill. And away, I would have, I would have remembered Oasis. They was, definitely uh, weren't there. Uh, Monster Rock in '87. Yeah, there was. I was, was listen, no, mate, no, don't even was, go. Who was on? Was, oh, it, was, was on? it Iron Maiden? No, uh, damn it. They were 88, I and I still hurt oh. from that. Uh, no, uh, I, I will tell you, it was Wasp, Cinderella, Anthrax, oh. Metallica, Dio, and get ready, Bon Jovi. Oh. What a lineup. Mm. What a lineup. No oasis there, but it's it's a bold strategy if you want to go for that. Johnny, do you agree with Michael Vanto, or would you like to pitch a sensible I one? I'm oh. slightly worried we've gone a little bit too back in time to get the answer right. Um, <laughs> have you heard of Oasis? To tell you that I just I just want to tell you that I once saw Bon Jovi at Milton Keynes Bowl, and the wow. history of that the history of that gig is that they were supposed to be the first band to to play at the new Wembley Stadium. That's what it that's what it was supposed to be. They were supposed to be the first band to play Wembley. It wasn't finished, so they did the gig at Milton Keynes Bowl. In between the first and second song, John John Bon Jovi said these words to the entire crowd at Milton Keynes. He said, I'm sorry that we didn't play, get to play Wembley and we've had to do it here at Milton Keynes Bowl, but we're all having a wonderful time. Everyone's happy. He said, Hey, if those guys don't finish that stadium soon, I might go down there and build it myself. Wow. <laughs> and and oh, his man. fans and his well, crowd, they were they believed him. They were Of course they, they did. did. They I mean thinking, he's been struggling since uh, you know, he lost his work down at the docks. Exactly. <laughs> I mean Union went on strike, he's been down on his luck. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> so, so tough. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I don't know the answer either. I don't know the answer. I think we're gonna go for the monsters of rock. Mm. In nineteen eighty seven. I mean, you can have a clue if you okay, want. Okay, can I have the venue and the date? So with... <laughs> <laughs> well, you can have. So, if you get the uh, answer right without any clues, it's two points. If it's uh, if you ask for a clue, you can get uh, for uh, you can get for one point. I didn't know we could do this. <laughs> what? This is, this is oh, oh, there's a five, five episodes <laughs> in. Five episodes in, Michael. <laughs> We're all still <laughs> learning. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's your clue, and it might narrow it down yes. for you. Um, uh, clue number one: It's not Monsters of Rock. Uh, that's that's uh, that's clue. Right, bonus clue: It's in the UK and no longer runs. Oh, um, Junglers. <laughs> We've got it. We've got it. <laughs> Is that you find I remember seeing <laughs> Oasis on stage yeah. at Portsmouth Junglers. Yeah. <laughs> We're going for Junglers, though. Is that, is that your oh, final yeah. answer? And it will be my final answer for everything. <laughs> but hang on, Michael, which jonglers is it? Because I think they were doubling that jonglers. night. Yeah, Bo, Bo, that's the toughest one. <laughs> okay, jonglers, okay. Bo, final answer. Um, okay, uh, before we <laughs> reveal the answer, uh, um, Bethany's team, do, do, you have a, do you have a different answer or is it also jonglers or <laughs> Well, it seems like you went and gave the, the clue that it was that it is in the UK and it doesn't run anymore. Uh, that's completely got rid of all of the things that I possibly thought it could have been. It's, yeah, that is the best way to tee up a great answer from an American to ask yeah. about oh. a festival oh, hang that on. no longer runs. Hang on, is it like the V uh, Festival? You've already gone and given your final answer, so we're going to oh, say right, it was right, it was the it was the just, Chelmsford V Festival. Just think v of us festival. now as having a chat. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> just, 
is it the B Festival? I like how you got competitive. <laughs> you answer the question. Or question. Yeah, and this is my final answer. Do you know what? All of the questions. Always, always watch out for the underdog. And I, I, and if I'm not the underdog, I'll, be, I'll yeah, exactly. I'll make myself the underdog. The answer is. Um, v Festival in 2009 at Western Park. So you get zero do, points, Michael. Do I though? You got it. You you do locked in for Jonglers because you thought it was a funny joke, and admittedly it was humorous. But you get no points from me. You get no points from me. Uh, I've got another complaint. Actually, <laughs> I'm sorry to do this, Matt, but I've got another complaint, which is that on my intro for today, there was a bit where you used the words "simply rude," and in my head. I love the idea of a simply red tribute band that was all sweary and adult mm. themed, and I was all ready. To, <laughs> I was all ready to jump in about that, and then you said something else. You said something like "simply." Well, I'm sorry. Wait, do we say it now? Wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just going to put that in now. Now, while, while we're while we're going on this mutiny, that's another complaint for me. I just wanted to get it on, you know, on the record. Right. Does anyone else have any other resentments against me as a human being? <laughs> Um, how can I can take it? Like, we'll, we'll, so we'll put it in an email afterwards. We'll send it to HR, shall we? Anyway, so no, no points for, for anyone. But let's what? go back to uh, let's, let's head on to, uh, to question number two. So this is for um, Bethany and Taylor. Which 1973 double concept album was the story of the renowned clash between the mods and the rockers, which happened ten years previously, and which artist recorded it? Wow! So oh. they got 90s, and like you're like we get the boomers. Is this fair? It's all right though. Equitable? It's all right though because. Because I, I can tell, I can say the answer right at the beginning, and I'm just currently watching Michael getting really upset on account of him absolutely Fuck knowing me. the answer to this. Because oh, this one feels like a much easier answer? question. What I know knowing you the were answer. There. You were there in 1963. You may as well have said, beach. "What land is Disney in in California?" It's, <laughs> yeah, everybody fucking exactly. knows it. <laughs> yeah, it's Anaheim, California yeah, for Disneyland. That's, yeah. that's the land that it's in. Yeah. Well, not everyone knows every question, Michael. Like, uh, like, and obviously the answer is Jonglers. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, it's jung- um, but- Jonglers. Bo recorded but- this album. Bethany, it's the yeah. Who, right? It is. I can't it, think of the absolutely. album though, so I hope you. It very much I is. I do know what like the album is because the al- power and you follow. We can, because the album was made into a film starring uh, Phil Daniels and Sting. Paul Daniels, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Paul Daniels. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. Fantastic fight down on Brighton Beach between Paul Daniels and Debbie. Uh, Debbie and the amazing Jonathan. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> and the name of the album is Quadrophenia. Lovely stuff. And there you uh, go. That is the correct answer. Um, right there. There we uh, go. We made it work this time. Rather point. than just well done for getting that right. <laughs> such a sour. All oh, right, fine. All right, Michael, we'll make it easier for you. Yeah. But you'll get lots of these questions. I what shark oh, film was Jaws in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sharknado. Yeah. We all know yeah. this, Michael. Um, let's go to question three for Team One. So, after Nirvana refused to open for them on tour, this band's resentment exploded at the 1992 MTV Music Video Awards when their frontman allegedly said to Kurt Cobain, Shut your bitch up or I'll knock her to the floor. Um, which was the band and who was their frontman? I can't remember the name of the band, but I'm pretty confident the frontman was Alan Jones. Yeah. <laughs> pretty suicidal I mean, he, tendencies. He's got a temper. Yeah, I think he's got oh, yeah. suicidal tendencies. And Allard, with his, I mean, it's famous for that temper. He's always shouting bitch at people. 
Is that right? Uh, we, well, that's not our final answer. We're just we're just brainstorming. Aren't was we? that was Michael, that the year that MTV Awards was that John Glis Bow? Was yeah. yeah. Do you know Do you know what's very upsetting? I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> it sounds like the sort of thing oh. I should know, right? Yeah, I thought you'd have. Yeah. I thought I relaxed on this one. I thought you'd have got this one, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I was I waiting for you to say. Do you know the funny thing? I was there. Yeah. This was this <laughs> was the one. Shut up. The answer is Quadrophenia by the Who. Everyone knows it. Come on, yeah. Michael. We'll take your shit. Yeah, come on, Michael. It's, I mean, it feels like it should be Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam, but it won't be Eddie Vedder because Eddie Vedder, I don't think, would ever say that. He's too nice. So I'm going to go with, and even even this I feel is very wrong, but I'm going to go with Anthony Kiedis and Red Hot Chili Peppers because he does seem like a cunt. <laughs> Are you just trying to reel off people you think might be a bit of a bellend in the music industry? Yes, that's what that's what I'm on this earth to do. Michael, it's not, <laughs> it's, not Guns, it's not Guns N' Roses, is it? And um, Axl Rose. Oh, could be. Because yeah. that's the sort of thing he would say, shut your bitch Definitely. up or I'll knock yeah. her to the pavement. That is a real sort of Axl Rose yeah. type line. Get in the ring! Song. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every time we've read out that quote today, we all sound like we're lawyers reading out in court. Do you know what I mean? We're saying we're such, <laughs> such a very... like a, Talking a very, about uh, John um, I put it. I put it to you, Mr. Awesome, that uh, on the date of the 24th of February 1992, when you, you were said, opening Jongler's Bow... <laughs> yeah, you said uh, you shut your bitch up, or I'll knock her to the curb. Is that the sort of thing you think is a funny listen, joke, Mister Awesome? Listen, it's a rough gig. You got to you got to say whatever to get through that <laughs> gig. That's to. just the way it goes. Everybody knows that. Michael will back me up. Yeah, yeah, got to go through it. I think you're absolutely right, Johnny. I think it is Axel Rose. Would you like a clue, or are you going to look? I also feel like him? Nirvana would have not wanted to have supported that band, like as in that like, they, I exactly. think they would have associated themselves as being exactly. like lightly ahead of that band. You 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 you've you've absolutely sold it to me. All right, In fact, we're going to say not only do we not want a clue, Matt, for an extra point, do you want a clue? <laughs> yeah, go on then. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. He was the uh, so... lead singer of the band Guns <laughs> N Roses. So that's your clue. <laughs> so that's an extra point. You agreed to that. I think... Okay, so uh, the final answer is Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses. Mm. Yeah. Taylor, what, do you think that's right? Do think yeah, that's right? I do. Yeah, absolutely. You, you're right. Mm. For, for weirdly, three points, which I'm not totally happy with, but t you, you got three points yep. there. For, yes. Um, for uh, yeah, Axl Rose. Oh, that's so easy. Everyone knew that yeah, one, yeah, Michael. Yeah. God. <laughs> I'm absolutely... I'm, I was, I, I, if it makes you feel any better, I'm absolutely ashamed <laughs> that I didn't know. I, but yeah, right? Absolutely ashamed. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I think as soon as you think uh, of uh, Guns N' Roses, it does really fit quite nicely <coughs> in terms oh, of that yeah, kind of yeah, like, different yeah, yeah, uh, type yeah. of genre and stuff like that. Axel also allegedly said, um, uh, uh, "Courtney's a fucking junkie." Uh, 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 Kurt is a fucking junkie with a junkie wife, and uh, a lot of this kind of spat happened. It's all alleged, uh, but yeah, it's uh, not very pretty stuff, and it does kind of show a love uh, a lovely portrait of Axel Rose. Yeah, I think uh, Axel really yeah. let himself down there on that one occasion. <laughs> yeah. On that one occasion. Otherwise, it's beyond reproach yeah. for a man who looks like a Keith Lemon tribute act these days. Let's head to the final question of this round and this is for uh, Team 2. In September 2009 at the MTV Video Music Awards at Radio City Music Hall in New York, the 19-year-old Taylor Swift won Best um, Female Music Video 
with You Belong With Me, but her acceptance speech was interrupted by Kanye West, as he claimed that she shouldn't have won the award. But which artist did Kanye think should have won that I'm going to stop you there, Matt. Uh, right. you, you don't even, you're doing a very good uh, show, but uh, uh, Beyonce definitely should have been running this show better than you, my friend. I like it. it it's it's there you it's, go. It's it's, it's, the it's in the style. It's the reference. Wow. It's the reference in art form <laughs> itself. Yeah. I'll be honest, there, I genuinely had a bit of a panic moment. It's like, oh shit, I'm doing something bad. Oh no! Oh, I'm getting, I, I just got out of my anxiety dream and I'm right back in it. It's a dream oh within God. a dream. I'm so sorry, little Matt Moss. <laughs> Like, it was just one of those moments, like, have I done a bad job? I've let everyone down. So do you have this moment in your head where you thought, does Beth Bethany genuinely think I have to be better than Beyonce every week? This is not going to fucking happen. It's a lot to put put on you. It's a lot, lot of pressure Matt. to put on little Matt Hoss. Uh, it's too high. Those are complicated shoes It's all right, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And I like how you yeah. went about it, Bethany. Well done. Yeah. Thank you very Wouldn't much. Wouldn't it have been Taylor. great, though, if he had said Taylor Swift it, and he didn't realize yeah. who it was? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe yeah. Swift isn't winning this award. This is a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift's video was way better than... <laughs> oh, Taylor Swift. Video, oh, video sorry. Of the year. As you were. <laughs> oh, poor Ken Ken. So, um... Are we going to lock in with uh, with that answer? Oh, we're locking. What right. the correct answer? We're right oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah we'll we'll stick with the correct answer that it was Beyonce. And uh, just from sheer relief, um, um, you are absolutely <laughs> correct. You get two points for that yeah. without the clue, but you also get a bonus style point because uh, it's more from relief from my like uh, a steward <laughs> panic attack later on. So you, you get a bonus point there just for for the style of that as well. So if we induce a panic attack, but then we take it away, <laughs> we get an extra point. Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> Welcome to... Uh... Oh, you're prepared to say that to a psychotherapist. You clearly haven't spent enough time with them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's just, it's what like do you a, think a I did circle. all day, Matt? What do you think I did? <laughs> you think I listened? How did you feel about that? Yeah, um, uh, that is the end of round one. So let's have a look at the scores. So team two uh, are looking like Ray Davies from the Kinks with five points, uh, whereas uh, Michael's team are behaving like Dave Davis with, from the Kinks with three points. Let's iron out a few more Kinks in round two. Sheer Chart Attack. In this round, we invite our teams to guess whether a single chart higher or lower than the previous single. A sort of play your charts right. It's Wednesday is on and each question scores uh, three of your English points. The team who isn't playing can still steal five points if they can guess the exact chart position. Yes, it's needlessly complicated. This is a music quiz. <laughs> As this is a rivalry special, we'll start by getting both teams to fight amongst themselves to decide which of the two singles they think plays higher. So don't you worry um, if you are not in the team. You can you steal it to win it. So uh, what we're going to do, we're going to guess where uh, where you think both of these placed, and you'll get control of the board. Um, so what placed higher? Noel Gallagher's High Fine Birds with In the Heat at the Moment from 2014, or Liam Gallagher's For What It's Worth from 2017? I'm going to go with High Flying Birds, I reckon. All right. Well, that's... I reckon High Flying Birds placed higher. That's good, because I definitely would go with Liam. No, I don't. Brilliant. I don't. I'm happy to go. go with Liam because I don't really recognise that title of that high flying bird song, but I think I have heard of that Liam 
title, so I'm happy to go. Uh, although I have to, I have to make it very clear that I have no interest in receiving any of your English points. <laughs> so fuck yourself, the oppressor. Are you gonna take that, Beyonce? Seriously? <laughs> oh yes. Uh, no, um, um, uh, I'm a people pleaser at heart. Um, oh, yes. As I said that, I was like, oh, I hope no one gets offended by that. But then, uh, yeah, then, then Michael uh, call me a bell end. But. Uh, um, <laughs> Just to clarify, I'm um, so sorry. I've really set you up there, haven't I, Matt? Like you got halfway through reading that, I went, "Oh shit, Beth has really gone and fucked me over with this joke that she's put in." I just thought it was kind of like a nice, nice, like a little. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. There. I thought it, it, it goes really well with how you say it, but I also knew that it would make Michael incredibly angry. <laughs> well, the, 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 in the literally in the next round, we get to diss Michael, so that's why. That's why. Let's see what happens then. But um, just to clarify, an important thing for this round, it's all from the. UK singles charts. Can someone tell me what the first song is? Can you sing it? No. <laughs> no. It's, uh, it's no. in the heat of the moment and um, I, I think it goes it was a heat of the moment. <laughs> yeah, I, don't sorry, know I think you're singing um, I think that's that song from Beverly Hills Cop, isn't it? The heat is on. <laughs> you're singing. The, yeah. The heat is on. I mean, yeah, I've, not, I've not heard it either but I know exactly how it goes. So, <laughs> go on. I mean, you have you, your back to it famously. You come on, he's only got two songs and neither of them are his. He, he's either got the T Rex one that he nicked, yeah. or the first opening, the first couple of bars of Imagine by John Lennon. Yeah. Those are literally Noel Gallagher's two tunes that he has, which, you know, is the same number of tunes as the Ramones, but at least they wrote theirs. Well said, Bethany. Please make sure that gets in the final edit, please. So, um, Johnny and Taylor, do you agree with your t- team captains? Are you going to go for what they say? I do. Yes, I do. Johnny? Yeah, we're going to go. We're gonna go with Liam. And, I'll follow uh, you anywhere, to... Bethany. I'll follow you anywhere. Thank you, Taylor. So Bethany seems locked in with um, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds with in yeah, a sure. moment. Yeah, cool. And uh, Michael seems has gone for Liam Gallagher's for its worth. And the correct answer, and who's controlling the board, is Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. So Bethany yes. takes, uh, gets the points for that one there. Base that off the year, 2014. Yeah. I'm not buzzing now. <laughs> uh, I wish you could see Michael's camera because he looks so fucked up. <laughs> he looks like what I imagine every um, like like a right wing account on Twitter. Yeah. It looks like as a typing stuff. I'm a right wing account. Kind of visuals. <laughs> Can we reference oh, animals that we see on the screen? You didn't. I think so because I've just seen your dog in the background. Yes. Yeah. Very excited. At least he was bending the right way, unlike <laughs> Michael at an Oasis concert. Unfortunately, <laughs> the background screen uh, for me is blurred. Otherwise, you'd see my horse. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you've blurred it for yeah. your horse? It's a really ugly horse. <laughs> <laughs> Like a ugly horse. You've got a horse that looks exactly like Cliff Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the strangest thing. Um, so, um, Liam Gallagher's song came in at 33 peak position, 33 peak position, and Noel Gallagher's song came in at 26 peak position. So, just nipped it in there, but not not quite high ones there. So, what what came higher? Two packs. I ain't mad at Char, 1996, or Biggie Smalls. Mo money, mo problems. Mm. Oh, UK, I would go for Mo Money, Mo Problems. I would agree. I'm not just yeah. being agreeable, I really do agree. And you'll yeah, just have I think to trust those, me on that. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think of those two, um, 
yeah, Mo Money Mo Problems was a much bigger single for Biggie than uh, the two-pack one was for two-pack. If it if it had been California, on the other hand, I would that would have been a bit more. I would have possibly said it was Tupac, but yeah, I reckon it was Biggie on that occasion. So Michael and Johnny, with that in mind, what numbers do you think they those uh, peaked at for 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 five points each? If you can get them bang on right, where would you see for both of them? Tupac's I Am Manager, nineteen ninety six, or Biggie Smalls' No Money, No Problems, nineteen ninety seven. I don't know. Again. Correct. Yeah, the points keep rolling. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for like top twenty for Biggie. Uh, let's go for um, let's let's just let's just throw all our chips onto the table, yeah. Michael, and, and go for. Let's throw all our chips at the seagull. That, yeah, let's let's just throw <laughs> those chips high in the air at the seagull yeah. and say that it got to number. Two. Whoa, that's fighting top. Okay, go for broke. And then the other one got to number one, right? Fuck it. So you're saying two pack was number two and Big Smalls number one? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean it's bold. Um, so to uh, yeah. to let you know, um, coming in top was Biggie Smalls' Mo Money Mo Problems at number six. So you oh. weren't too far off Ooh, from that. that was high. Wow. So well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. And two packs came in at thirteen peak position. Oh. So. I mean, we'd have to be—we'd have to be like super fans to get that, really. Well, yeah. it's, I mean, like, that's you ridiculous. get a lot of points for it. It's you're already in the lose. Like you—you you, you just get some bonus points. It's just a bit of fun, you know. Like oh, uh, I, think I, I can cancel that privilege for you if you want, but it's—it's well, it's meant to make you feel included. It just makes it's like more like a kick in the teeth than a privilege. <laughs> All right, bollocks! So you don't fucking do it next time. Right, I'm not gonna. Like uh, you know what? Like uh, I, I I hear you, and your your, your uh, criticism is valid, but I'm not I'm not here I'm not, I'm not hearing it. It's like, like saying if you can tell us which hairdresser they used that month that that record was. Well, in that's the next chart. question, isn't it? Like... <laughs> Mr. Toppers. <laughs> There's a picture of him on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> question number three is uh, which one got higher? Gary Barlow's Love Won't Wait, 1997, or Robbie Williams? Angel. Oh, it's always Robbie Williams. It's it? Robbie Williams' Angel. Oh, yeah. I think the better question always. would just have been who got higher, Robbie Williams or <laughs> Gary Barlow? I mean, the <laughs> answer is still that. the same. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Isn't that back everybody's to... favourite song here? Angel. Back like, to... Nothing could beat yeah. that, surely. Uh, what's the other one? The, uh, it's the, the Killers one, isn't it? The uh, Not Soul, Soldier. Mr. Brightside. But, uh, Mr. Brightside, that's the one that everyone that's a big here. song here. But it's, yeah, that's yeah. Definitely, I think that's definitely Robbie. How, how does this work? Can we buzz in here and get points? Well, at this point, because you're you haven't got control of the board, Johnny, you can have a guess at what number they come in at, and if you if you're very nice about it, I like you can pick what numbers they came in at. Yeah. So love won't wait. Be and nice angel. to Beyonce, and maybe she'll be nice yeah. to you. Do we have to get both of the numbers right? No, you like you get you can get a total of ten points if you get that right. But it's just about it's it's a shot in the dark. That's it's well. Like, Oh, it's I back think... in the anxiety dream, guys. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like we need to ramp it up and then bring it down. We did, and then... we did say right at the beginning, we've made this needlessly complicated. <laughs> right, well, the rules Angel... are needlessly too complicated. Angels didn't get to number one. So mm-hmm. there's that. And Gary Barlow's didn't chart because it's Gary Barlow. Back in the day <laughs> when everyone instantly forgot him 
So I'm going to say, in my wisdom, Angels was two. I'm going to say it was two. Um, and then I'm going to go with 58 for Gary Byler's one. <laughs> I, I think you've got five points there, Michael. Thanks, mate. Do you know what? Even if I don't, I feel like I've got them just for you saying that. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank That's you. really given me a lift. Thank you. Good, I'm glad. And also, it ties back to the yeah. Snoop Dogg thing. Yeah. The, the sto- yeah. I think, I, have I, I, did I tell this on the last podcast? I don't know. But there's the story that connects uh, Robbie Williams and Snoop Dogg right. with uh, John Ronson. That Because uh, Robbie Williams is super into like UFOs and stuff oh, like that. yeah, yeah. And so yeah, he wanted to go yeah, off, yeah. went off to LA, uh, off to Vegas to a UFO conference and got in touch with the with the journalist John Ronson and said, do you want to come with us uh, to this thing? Because like, obviously you've got history of dealing with the sort of people who are into this sort of stuff and we thought it might be up your street. And he went, yeah. He said, so he got around to, Robbie Williams goes and sends a car around for him. They take him off and they go to this like airfield where they go and get on a private jet. And as they're taking off, it's John Ronson with Robbie Williams and all of Robbie's entourage. And as they're, as they're about to take off, the, the flight attendant comes around and says, listen, the, the the person who usually uses this plane is Snoop Dogg. It's Snoop Dogg's plane. Um, so whatever you want to do, we'll probably be all right with it. And so if there's anything you want, just let us know. And they sort of sat there for a couple of seconds thinking. And then one of Robbie's entourage put his hand up and went, could we uh, stand up when the plane takes off? <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that that is like the most adventurous thing they could think of. Wow. Could we be standing up whilst it takes off? Is that would that be all right with you? I think do you know what I think number 2 for Robbie is a good shout but I feel like Michael I think he would have I think he would have got into the charts but probably it was a bit of a flop so I think maybe in the 30s or something like that. All right so what what Gary 30 what? I'm going to put uh, the pressure on you. 36 36 it is. Um, so this might surprise you all, but losing control of the board is best team because Gary Barlow's Love on Wait was number one. It was number one. Robbie Williams' Angel was number four. Yeah, you, the thing about that uh, there, Matt, was that we all completely lost yeah, we didn't hear internet you. connection with you. We didn't oh, hear really? a single thing you said there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like shock silence <laughs> yeah, there. there. I was like, yeah. You got dead excited and you went, because Gary Barlow... <laughs> oh, right, I'll do it again. Uh, and Angels was at number four. Was well, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, all my energy's gone now, so I, I, I'm going to have to fake, <laughs> fake the shot. We've got another, another half an hour to go. Right. Um, uh, no bonus points and um, best team lose control of the board because Gary Bowler's Love and Wait came number one and Robbie Williams came number four. I'm yeah, sorry. I know, that right? Was on me, Bethany. You probably would have gotten that. Nah, so no, not at all. So no, aggressive. absolutely. No, it's not your fault at all, because absolutely I would not have thought that Gary Barlow no, no for any of his solo work I know, got right? anywhere above number 20. Well, Gary has made us all look very silly there. Hasn't yeah. just... <laughs> See, Gary Barlow likes to smoke doobies on, uh, on, on planes as well, so he's, he's a yeah. bad lad. Uh, um, <laughs> so, so Michael Stink, take control of the board, and uh, let's go into question number four. Blur's Park Life, 1994, or Oasis's Cigarettes and Alcohol, 1994, which came higher or lower? I think I've got this, Michael. Yeah. I think I've got this. Yeah, I Good. can remember it. I can remember it at the time. I think um, Blur won that battle and went to number one and Oasis came in at number two right that's you're, you're thinking of the wrong battle am I? you're thinking of Roll With It and Country House 
And I would go, yes. Yes, I am. I am. I this, am. Hastings this, and D-Day. This is sort of like a little so scrap it's... before that battle. I still reckon Partlock right. probably got higher, though. Then... Part Life's the worst fucking song. It's horrible. It's it's Brexit in three minutes. It's fucking awful. <laughs> um, <laughs> brilliant album, but that. Ugh, ugh. Um, I, I I I'm thinking Part Life probably did go. Oh, I don't know. It feels like it probably did do better than cigarettes and alcohol, but who knows? Who knows? And who cares? That's that's also a correct yeah. answer. Who cares? That is a good point. Who cares? Well, because uh, cigarettes and alcohol is the one that really, that absolutely ripped off uh, "Get It On" by T Rex. Sure. Yeah. The opening riff. Oh yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Do you know what? Do you know what, Michael? I think cigarettes and alcohol was quite an early song for them. Actually, I think that, yeah. I think that was quite an early thing that they brought out. So I think we should go Park Life. It, even better idea. I mean, I, I said Park Life, but I like your answer too. Of Park Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Thinking about it, I think, yeah, let's go Park Life. All right. Or we could, so, maybe we could go like, we could just go like, you know, Total Curveball and go Park Life. Yeah. Or what's the blur one? <laughs> go with the blur one. Uh, we could, yeah. We're going to go with the blur one, Matt. Final answer is the blur one. Mm hmm. Great. Um, so, yeah. um, Taylor, what, what, what numbers, if you had to guess, um, do you think they came in at? <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You have to, it's no pressure. It's just. You want to screenshot the... my face? You <laughs> <laughs> okay, Park Life Two. The other one, four. I would go. I would go for Park Life. I don't think Park Life did that well. Didn't I think Park well. Life. I, I think it got to. I think if it did well, but Not I think it was well. like number six okay. or something yeah, like that. I, I think, think it's around about number right, six. Actually, maybe about six or eight, okay. something like that. I defer yet again to Bethany. And I suspect that, I might be totally wrong, but I suspect that cigarettes and alcohol were sort of like top 20, but not top 10. So I reckon about 14. So again, I, I honestly think, yeah, I think you're right that Park Life was higher, but I think it was, I, but I think that both of those, neither of those were like number one. Okay. Right. It was, well, it was after, like that, 94, after that, can we it? change our answer to Park Life by Blur? <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends at their funeral wanted they wanted an Oasis song playing. Uh, they uh, they had um, "Don't Stop Crying Your Heart Out," and it was a friend of mine who was uh, also I'm a recovering alcoholic. They were also a recovering alcoholic. When I met them uh, at first, they were homeless and like and when they died, like their entire the church was absolutely rammed to the rafters with people and too many people for them to get out. Whilst "Don't Stop Sobbing Your Heart Out" was playing. Um, and unfortunately, no one thought to not sort of like allow it to continue playing because the next track was Cigarettes and Alcohol, <laughs> which is a perfect thing to play whilst 250 alcoholics are crying at your untimely funeral. <laughs> oh my Christ. <laughs> Wonderful moment. Beautiful story. You Again, you may be surprised. Uh, Blurt's Park Life, uh, 1994, came in at number 10. Uh -huh. uh, Wasted Cigarette and Alcohol came in at number 7. So, uh -huh. Wasted oh, wow. was higher on that one. I tell you what, we're going to, uh, for the final one, it's uh, we're going to make it anyone's game. So, this is question number 5. Everyone is playing for this one. And it's a four-way tie, this one. So, here is numbers, uh, number 5, question number 5 for everyone. Um what came higher, John Lennon and Yoko Ono's with the Plastic Ono Band's Instant Karma, 1970, Ringo Starr's Back Off Boogaloo, 1972, 
George Harrison's Bangladesh, 1971, or Paul McCartney's and Wings, Live and Let Die, 1973. Which one came higher? Live and Let Die, do me a favour. Hang on, wasn't wasn't Live and Let Die one of the questions in a previous quiz in this particular round? I I researched and bowl at the same time. (laughs) And we went, oh, oh, really? That didn't chart at all? Is that the one that didn't chart at all? Is that the is that the Bond theme that just didn't chart? Oh my! How did that happen? We all know that song. We thought it was great. Um, I reckon uh, John Lennon, Plastic Ono oh Band. I was going to say Instant Karma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So are you going to lock that answer in? Good. Should we lock yeah, it? Yeah, me and Taylor. We're, yeah, yeah. We're we're in agreement. Let's go with that. Locked. And Locked. Michael and Johnny. We're gone with Guns and Roses. Live and Let Die. <laughs> <laughs> At Junglers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to go with Guns N' Roses Park Life. So coming in at uh, number 10 is George Harrison's Bangladesh. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. He needed that. It's good for him. In third place, coming in at, with number nine peak chart, is Paul McCartney and Wings Live and Let Die. Fucking hate people in the 70s. They're idiots. <laughs> They're the worst. They really were the worst. It's all the lead in everything. This is this is my worst memory of the troubles. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Uh, um, coming in at number two um, was Ringo Starr's Back Off Boogaloo from 1972. Came number two. And John Lennon's Instant Karma came at number five. So no one gets any points for that question. Oh, boy. I know, right? It's a mad fucking world. No, that's Gary Jules. Hey. Do you know what? I'm glad there are no record shops now because then idiots can't go out and buy the wrong fucking record. (laughs) 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 As a music quiz podcast, we have a very anti... I hate music. I hate sound. People. <laughs> if you run an independent music shop and you fancy sponsoring us, Fuck uh, off. Michael is available. <laughs> I'd love that. That's that. That really did sum up the podcast in just two seconds. There, do you fancy sponsor? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, so at the end of that round, um, Bethany's team is standing tall, uh, like Fifty Cents, with fourteen points. And, Fifty uh, Cents. I love that. I love that you. Uh, I love that you uh, pluralized him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try again. Like uh, the old uh, rapper, you know the, uh, the the famous rapper Fifty Pence. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like uh, I just I didn't have enough confidence to say it properly. Give it again. Do you know what? Do you know what? Just half a dollar. Do you know what, Matt? You're just correcting his English, and I think that's very good of you because it is Fifty Cent. <laughs> You fucking idiot. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, he looks like a right Nelly in. now. N- Nelly's a reference to rappers. Hey? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> at, <laughs> at the end of that round, Bethany's team are standing tall, like 50 cent. With um, I wonder who the, how the people who show the people to the seats at an Usher concert feel. Mm. <laughs> he has to do it all himself. Yeah. <laughs> a 
rod for his own back. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of that round, Bethany's team are standing tall at 50 cent with 14 points, and Michael's team are like Ja Rule and are sat eating a terrible cheese sandwich on Pablo Escobar's island with six points. On whose island? But let's go around to... Sorry, I know, I don't... That, Pablo Escobar, let's... I'll try... <laughs> tell you what, I'll do yeah, it one more time. Uh, Give it another go. Go on, have another run up at it. Go on, you can do this, Matt. We believe in I've you. I've got it, I've got it. At the end of that round... <laughs> Park life! Sorry, Matt. <laughs> that was more devastating than you'll ever know, Johnny. <laughs> no, come on, do it again. You've got it, you've got it, mate. You've got it. At the end of that round, Bethany's team are standing tall like 50 Cent with 14 points, and Michael's team are like Jar Rule and sat eating a terrible cheese sandwich on Pablo Escobar's island with six points. But there's too many vegans for all this beef. It's time for round three. Don't you? That was really nice and slick, but you're going to leave in 50 cents, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can get out of that. Yeah, you can. That's canon no there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish we had a name for round three? Don't you wish this round had an identity? In round three, we rewrite lyrics from songs to make them more relevant. And this week, we're doing diss tracks. We're going to be super brutal, and I'm the Roastmeister General. I'm not taking part because I'm banned from doing diss tracks, as I'm too brutal. Yeah, I'm a very naughty, naughty bad lad. Um, uh, <laughs> I felt uncomfortable saying that. Um, uh, you win. <laughs> Why? Because you're misrepresenting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you win points for the most savage of burns, um, and I'll allocate those points. So let's sort the Amons from the Frankies. So, uh, distract for number one. We're all going to write um, some uh, distracts on uh, um, about roughly four lines or two rhyming couplets on uh, distract number one. We're going to do what's wrong with the other team. So that's your distract I want you to write. What is wrong with the other team? Wigga wigga. Wait. Sorry. What? I've got to write bad things about the other people. It's going to be like eight mile, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Only, okay. only better. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> just say that. That'd be great. Okay. But I'm. What I'm asking is, should I? Just... Oh, eight miles. Sorry. Sorry I yes. Miles. I think it's eight miles. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> should I actually write something down now? Yeah. Oh, you, you want me to? So you... You, do I have to show my work? No. You don't have to show your work. But if you, if you, if you could, um, um, I would ask you to read it out loud afterwards if that's. If okay. you can improvise, but, okay. it even better. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want to improvise, that that's absolutely fine. More... Fun. Yeah, yeah, give it a go. Yeah, it's absolutely fine. Um, awesome and leg ain't got a leg to stand on. Michael didn't even want to put his headphones on. Yeah. They get answers wrong. We get answers right. This has been the worst part of my night. Fuck it up. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That's why I didn't write it down. Also, look at my pen. It's my daughter's. It's like a rainbow pen. I'm going to drop the mic, but it's very expensive, so <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to actually drop it gently. do a full... There we go. I feel like we uh, probably should mention that at some point tonight I didn't want to put my headphones on. But that was before the recording. But it was good. It's good to have that little oh, bit of background I, information. Can pick that up. Also, yeah. really does show that I'm actually a badass, at, um, you know, away from the podcast as well as in the podcast. Just so, so badass. I've, I've got one if that helps. If that helps speed things <laughs> right, along. Yeah. Let's go to let, let's go to Michael. Michael, what what is your diss track for the other team? Okay, this is for the other team. They're the worst cunts on earth, and they're every action <laughs> I condemn. Actually, they're probably all right. I don't know enough about them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, I 
wrote one, but it's it's not quite as it doesn't go in quite as hard as that. Can you just tell me who's winning? Because it's relevant to my diss uh, track. It's, um, well, Bethany's team is winning with fourteen points. Okay, all right. <laughs> when it comes to Beth and Taylor, both of them are dim. They think that they are beating us, but we're just letting them win. Ooh. Oh. Some severe burns there. Yeah, dim, How do you like those apples? Dim doesn't rhyme with... Ooh. I don't like those Ooh. apples at all. Yeah. That was hurtful. Well, you say that. You're a bad man, Johnny Orson. Sorry, Beth, it's not my fault. I was made to, I was, I was made to do it. They made me do it. Matt made me do it. It's true. Uh, yeah, you actually did. I actually wrote that beforehand. Um, you did? Um, so, Beth, what's, what's your retaliation? Uh, Michael, uh, I'm no, I'm. I'm Hello, Michael. Michael I, and Johnny. Like, uh, pure apathy, like Michael. Michael and like, Johnny are, are are on a team. Uh, they are not as smart as they seem. Uh, <laughs> whenever I try and do anything like this, I always end up sounding like some sort of fucking like medieval riddler. <laughs> I think it sounded a bit like like a I don't know like it went it went almost like Downton Abbey. It did it's, go a little bit know, Downton Abbey. I know that you were because I, I know that you were trying to go for eight mile, but it did sound like the last minute of that's life every week. <laughs> yeah, it did a little bit, didn't it? That's what I was thinking. I was thinking it. Yeah. Oh, I'm just that's so glad it didn't end up going a little bit. You know, like uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg attempting a fucking diss track. That would be. Uh, Are we feeling yeah. roasted now? Are we feeling roasted? <laughs> Have we got crispy skin? <laughs> I can't remember how to rhyme things. That's the issue here. That's 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 where I'm struggling with this one. Well, you know, you'd have to do. A and I got dead just... distracted as well because everyone was like really good, and I went, "Oh, great!" And so all I've got is "team A is" written six times on a piece of Brilliant. paper, Perfect. and that doesn't really rhyme with Perfect. anything. Well, team A know. is. Team A is uh, Michael and bad. Johnny. That's that's as far as I've got. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I feel roasted. I feel pretty roasted. Team A awesome is. and leg. I like that. It's like my name is. Awesome and leg. Awesome and leg. Neither of them are right in the head. That's about as far as I can get with that. It's all right. There we go. How's that for a diss track? For that question, I'm going to give uh, five points to Michael's team and three points to uh, Bethany's team for that one. Really? Even with my sweet, sweet improv? Yours was amazing. Was, Yours was, was really so good. good. Yours was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Mine. That was brutal. Wow, Matt. Wow. I think what what's happened here, Taylor, is you've been rewarded for doing our work in advance. <laughs> no, yeah. you can't. Like, <laughs> we're all allowed to do how we want to work. You know, it's 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 a person like person centered approach. You got to do your own thing. You know, like uh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's well, a person centered right, approach. Actually. So what we need to do is figure it all out for ourselves yes. and uh, then decide whether or not we won. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a very you know what a very mindful way to end a quiz. That's <laughs> a version of Eight Mile I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> the other the other side of this is I really struggle with being horrible about people like to the point it's pathological <laughs> well to be like, fair it's um, a severe issue it's, I think we could we, we, uh, we can be played we don't have to be actually mean you can just be just I know. Very, like a light jab like Michael Smells. This is the so, thing. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why I don't go and deal with hecklers particularly well because I either go in far too light and just like try to make friends with them or I accidentally go way too far and then they yeah. never want to talk to me again. Yeah. But not only that, you know, then the, I lose the entire room. It's, it's, you know. So let's go to diss track number two. What's wrong with Michael Legg? I've got, I've got a good one for Michael. It's, it's based on my favourite memory of Michael Legg, but it is a diss at the same time. It, it's, it says this. 
Michael is a monster. There is no fun he won't crush. He once upset a lot of fans by tweeting about Kate's book. <laughs> do you remember nice. that, Michael? I do. And do you know what? Boy George read those tweets out to Kate Bush at a dinner once. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a bit fun, isn't it? Taylor Baft, do you, do you both know the, uh, the story behind that? You, pro- you probably do. I don't know, but I think it's my favourite Michael Legg story. No, I have no idea. It's um, um, what, what happened was... Do you not know um, about this? Kate Bush uh, toured for the first time in 40 years and um, and everyone was very excited and she made an announcement saying can people please put their phones away because this is a unique experience and blah blah so so what I did was I pretended I was there and just kept tweeting <laughs> and the thing is the tweets were ridiculous like really over the top and stupid like saying oh, she looks amazing in her tracky bottoms and stuff like that right <laughs> and uh, and people were going fuck's sake put your phone away people genuinely believed it was real <laughs> And it just got. Ma- I think one of them said, uh, "Sorry, yeah. Michael. I think one of the, my favourite ones was something like she said, like, oh God, blimey, she's doing a madness cover oh, yeah, now.' Yeah, <laughs> every yeah, I, every song she did wasn't a Kate Bush song. <laughs> yeah, it was all these covers, and the people were saying things like the, the threads were amazing. People say, "Oh my God, I'm going tomorrow. This is totally spoiling it yeah. for me." It was brilliant. It's good fun. I enjoyed it. So there we go. I enjoyed that night. <laughs> Based on that. So, um, Beth, have you got anything you would like to share? I have. This is my diss track for Michael. Michael is so lovely. He hides it really well. He can't let out the anger, so his life's a living hell. Oh, that's too nice. Oh, fuck it up. You're a lot nicer to me than I am. <laughs> that was very good. Um, Taylor's looking very studious right now. and uh, Well, I, I didn't I, know I'd have all these planners around me. <laughs> No, like you can let your improv out if you want. It doesn't work as well, apparently. It was really good. No, no, that was no Taylor. Taylor, that was because I ruined it for us both by not being able to say anything nasty about the other team. Bethany, I'm so sorry about that. I've really let you down. To yourself, Bethany. I was trying to work something out, but uh, Michael, I'm okay. Michael has a deep-seated fear of calm, so he shouts and yells like something's wrong, but he's actually soft and kind at heart, which is why his ugly horse tears him apart. <laughs> oh, that is good. Yeah, good. look at that. Yeah. That's fantastic and stuff. Shergard liked that, Thanks, didn't you, be, Shergard? I thought you'd be a good rapper. Shergard did four clops. <laughs> well, I didn't know we needed a mascot for the podcast, which yeah. <laughs> here we are, yeah. Michael's ugly horse, yeah. show guy. My horribly <laughs> ugly horse, show guy. Anyone, any podcast fans, please tweet us and uh, please do a drawing of what you think Shogar looks like. And we know what Shogar looks like, Cliff <laughs> Richard. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 Shergar walks into a bar, they go, "Why the short face? <laughs> Why the blurred face?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Part <laughs> and uh, and uh, the headliner and the main man himself, Michael. What have you got to say for yourself? Here we go. He'll ruin your birthday and be a shambles at your wedding. Don't invite him to a christening. He might kick the baby's head in. <laughs> A rap, Ooh, that's, that's a rap. Yeah. Oh boy. So I'm going to award. Uh, I'm going to award an unprecedented uh, six points to best team and five points to Michael's team there. Yay! 
That is unprecedented. So this is our final one, uh, and what I want you to do: what's wrong with Matt Hoss? And just to bear in mind, you can lose points in this round. Let's, like, let's, let's, there's a line here. Okay. And I'm very <laughs> quite happy with this one. I'm quite happy with this one. I've put a circle around it. All right. It, it's yeah. Not, it's not as terrible as the others. It goes like this: What's wrong with Matt Hoss? He's a bit like Matt Goss, passionate about conkers, but his singing is dross. Oh! And the, now, Johnny, if you haven't seen the documentary about Bross, yes, yeah. the bit about conkers makes no sense. It's so me. funny. It's so. But if you've seen the documentary, you'll know that he gets quite cross about conkers. Yeah. Also, how do you know my singing was dross? It is quite. It's uh, not, not not. It doesn't hold. A, I can't hold a note. Well, it's, it's a roast, Matt. You don't need to defend all the things. Yeah. It's just a roast. Just, it's just how just, it works. It's just you know, I'm insecure, Johnny. <laughs> I've got one if that helps. Matt, oh, sorry. Let's go to Taylor okay. first, and then we'll go to, to Michael. Matt Haas thinks we don't care what he say, but he's my favorite white queen bay. <laughs> I'll stand by him because he's one of my friends, even though he likes to say 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that that's very, very, very white. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I love that. That was a uh, very Caucasian very... round. <laughs> I've probably been far too rude to you now, Matt. Okay, uh, Beth. Let's, uh, <laughs> actually, we'll go to Michael first. And we'll go, go to, to Michael. Uh, yeah, Michael, go for okay, it. Okay, this is my Matt Hoss diss track. He's a stupid old drunk who stinks of white lightning and of wee. He's an ugly Irish cunt. Oh, hang on, no, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, you were more rude to yourself in that one than your previous one. <laughs> I want the points, <laughs> and, Matt. I want the points. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and final, finally, Beth, t take it home. A uh, little man with a plan. Hoss is a loss. He can't control his quiz. He's the kind of guy who holds on to jizz. <laughs> <laughs> like that didn't feel much more like a Rosemore excerpt from my diary. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, that was a that was a tough one, but I like it's very close at the top there. Um, but I'm gonna award I'm gonna award five points for each for that round. So yeah, that's the end of the round, and our scores tell us that Bethany's team is feeling pretty biggy smalls with 28 points, and Michael's team are going home to pack their bags. Let's put on there. Um, but um, we've uh, they have uh, 21 points, there's so seven points in it. So uh, but it's all to play for as we go into our final round, quick fire. Sing faster, do it quickly, and sure you deliver sickly questions about music business. Relentlessly in the it's the quick fire questions round. I'll read out the questions. First team to hit with their buzzer gets to answer. If they get it wrong, it goes to the other team. Uh, it's two points per question. Uh, right. Uh, so, Michael's team, uh, you have to shout out the word mods. And Bethany's team, shout out the word rockers. Like that. And. <laughs> rockers! Rockers! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there we go. And uh, Johnny and Mike, you want to practice that? Mods. <laughs> mods. Yeah, mods. I mean, mods. Ha, like, we just, come on. Let's have a bit of enthusiasm mods! by the end. <laughs> the fucking hell, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, here yeah. we go. In the 1960s, mods were best known for driving which vehicle? Mods. Like a Labretta or something, Vespa. I don't fucking know. Yep, it's Vespers and Lambretta. Well done. All right. um, question number two. Which 90s pop act sang joyously at Reading Festival in 1995 despite a legendary Rockers. barrage of plastic bottles held at stage as well as many insults going straight to Beth? Rockers. Uh, Daphne and Celeste. 
Absolutely correct. Oh, Beth, uh, nice. Yes. Yeah, if you haven't seen that video, go and watch it. It's, I it's, haven't. Oh my gosh, I've missed out on life. You've upset Michael again now because Michael is a huge Daphne and Celeste fan, as am I. Do you want to know a fun fact? Uh, my leg blew up about three years ago. It exploded. <laughs> and he, are you ready for this? I got a care package from Daphne and Celeste. <laughs> No, get this. The carrot pack, which was AD copies of their album. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want a copy of their 80. album, I've, I've got one. Oh, please. That'd be great. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Apparently, we're starting like an indie record shop here, aren't we? We're just, we're just selling people's. We've got to distribute. It's got a good way to do it. Hang on. Is this podcast, is this podcast sponsored by Daphne and Celeste then? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, absolutely right. Uh, so, question number three. In the 1980s, who was the original lead guitarist for Metallica, and which band did this guitarist go to form after being kicked out of the band? Rockers! Mods! Oh, damn it! Taylor! Oh, Beth, I hope you can remember the name. Is part of it just uh, the band that he went on? Mods, 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 Megadeth! Mods. Megadeth! And his name's like Pete or Dave. Yes! Oh, Dave shit. must. No, it's not my shit. Not Dave. No, no, not Dave Mustaine, is it? Is it? Who went on to form? Megadeth. Megadeth. Dave Mustaine. Yeah. You are absolutely right. It is Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. Uh, of course points. it is. Sorry. I, I can feel uh, really frustration there. Sorry, that just completely erased it from my entire brain. And I can't then, believe I fucking going, lost uh, an Adapley and Celeste question and a Metallica question and piss <laughs> off beyond belief. Yeah. D- my brain at that point went, Dave Mustaine, no, he left Iron Maiden for some <laughs> fucking bizarre reason that is absolutely in no way based in reality whatsoever. <laughs> Jesus, thank you so much, Taylor. <laughs> got there, team Question number four. At the 2007 MTV Music Video Awards, Tommy Lee got into a fight with which other musician that had also married Pamela Anderson? Rockers. Beth. Kid Rock. Absolutely correct. God, uh, at the time when she was Pamela... Pamela Anderson, Lee Rock. Fuck <laughs> me. Pa- I mean, Pamela Anderson really has a type. And yeah, because she's now dating Julian Assange, isn't she? Is she? Fuck me. Oh, she was for a while. Do you know what? Yeah. Hitler must be kicking himself that he's dead. He could be banging her. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. In March 2003, the American country band The Dixie Chicks made a comment which got them cancelled before cancelling was a thing and sparked controversy and outrage. What was their comment about? Rockers, they were against the war in Iraq. Absolutely. Um, I'll give you the points for that. Um, So uh, they said, just so you know, we're ashamed of the president of the United States is from Texas and that they didn't support the war. They've gotten blacklisted from a lot of places and a lot of country fans who were uh, quite right of that comment um, were quite furious and claimed you can't say those things and criticise the speech, free speech and stuff like that. Do you want to know a fun fact about that? Yeah? I saw the Dixie Chicks that night before they went to their gig. (laughs) I I walked into <laughs> I, walked, I walked into a curry house in Shepherd's Bush and they were having a curry. <laughs> no yeah, way. True. No. Yeah, it's true. He did. He strolled. He strolled in there with his high vis yeah, jacket yeah. on. <laughs> um, said table for two. Shergar sat down. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. Michael Legg, if you didn't know, is the uh, Northern Irish Forest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's up against a lot of stiff competition. 
<laughs> and final question of the round and the game show. Who hates Axel Rose and who does Axel Rose hate? Everyone. Yep, that's points to bear well there. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, the end of the round and the end of the show. It's time to put these issues to bed. Let's have a look at the final scores. But before we end up the show, Johnny and Taylor, where can we find you online? Would you like to plug anything? Uh, yeah, me and that sounded like we're a duo, which is nice, isn't it, Taylor? We're, we're, it sounds like we're a, we're a double act. Could be. <laughs> Johnny and Taylor dot com. Yay. Come and find us. Um, my my address, all my stuff is just Johnny Awesome, spelt wrong, A W S U M for awesome, and Johnny is J O N M Y. That was a fun bit of the pod. Hey, it? it's fine because I've also got my my first name spelt incorrectly on about half of the stuff and correctly on the other half, so it makes it a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it's uh, so yeah, so well done. <laughs> and Taylor, where where can we find your wonderful stuff? Um, I do a podcast as well called Drunk Women Solving Crime so you can listen on all the platforms or <laughs> I'm so it's bad at it's very working. very good as well oh, it's thank you. so good um, and we do live shows so come along to a live show that's fantastic and uh, Michael and Bethany anything to plug yeah I'm doing a music best quiz show the hole in the ozone layer podcast yeah it's it's alright isn't it it's it's fine it's, it'll do yeah. Passes the time. It's all right. It's okay. And with that in mind, let's go to the finale and see who's won. So Michael's team has lost the Battle of Brighton Beach with 23 points, but sitting mightily after a great solo career with 38 points is Bethany's team. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Matt Hoss, the northern version of 50 Cents, and uh, that was a music quiz. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Oh, Park life. Thank you to all our guests and to team captains Bethany Black and Michael Wegg. This show was devised by Matt Hoss and Michael Wegg, produced by Matt Hoss. And our guest editor for this episode was the lovely Brian Shelf. Music and jingles also created by Brian Shelf. Thank you so much for listening to This Is A Music Quiz. Make sure to like and subscribe and tell all your friends about it. Give us a five-star rating if you can be asked. Cheers. Bye.